Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Bittersweet Uncomfortness Podcast. These last couple of days I've been feeling a sense of regret. I regret that I didn't start this podcast earlier. But then again, maybe I wasn't ready. I had a fear of failure, I was scared of what people might think about the podcast, so I decided to postpone it. And by postponing this podcast, I realized that we might have regrets that actually might drive us to do something better. So I decided to look deeper into regret and see why we feel it, what side effects it has, if it's merely this negative thing that we associate it with, or if regret has more to offer than that. So this is what we're going to dive in today. And before we start, I'm Joe. I hope you're not comfortable. But if you are, then let's get uncomfortable together. Hi, I'm sure you heard the phrase no regrets, right? We all try to live with no regrets, especially in today's society where everything you look at in social media or wherever is trying to tell us exactly that. To try to take decisions that you might not regret later or that you think you will not regret. But is that even possible? Is there a world where we can actually know which decision we should take every fucking time? I don't think so. Because... We, we never know best. We know afterwards. We know whether the decision was right or wrong afterwards. Whether we regret it or not, we also know afterwards. So saying I'm living with no regrets is okay. But let's dive a bit deeper into it. There's research done by the Saybrook University that says that over 90% of people have deep regrets. Not any kind of regrets, but deep regrets that change their lives tra trajectory in a way or another. So I decided to look what kind of regrets pe these people actually had. And I stumbled on an observation or a research done by a nurse called Bronnie Ware, who used to work in, uh, as a nurse for people with a, ter with a terminal illness. So she took care of them in the last 12 weeks of their lives. And listening to what they had to tell her, And by asking the right questions, she came to the conclusion that most of them had these same top five regrets. But before I share these with you, ask yourself, what is your deepest regret? I'll give you some time, think about it, and then I'm going to come back and share those with you. So I also thought about my deepest regret right now. And I thought that most people would regret the same things, like not taking more risks or being more adventurous or going bungee jumping or skydiving or whatever. But after looking at what uh, Bronnie Ware uh, published, and she even wrote a book about it called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, it changed. My perspective of regret actually did change. So I will share these with you. But before I share them with you, there's also something that came into my mind before, and it is that people who focus on their regrets tend to have a poorer life quality. This is also something that was researched and published by the Saybrook University. So the more you focus on your regrets and on the things you didn't do or you did wrong or you think you should have done differently, the poorer your life choices will be, the poorer your decisions will be. And this is, again, going back to the second episode I did, Law of Attraction, because you keep focusing on the negative and more negative will come your way. You will only see the negative. 
because you're going through life not expecting any positivity out of it anymore. So this definitely makes sense. And if you have any regrets, don't dwell on them. Try to learn from them. But we're coming to that throughout this episode. So the first and the most common regret Bronny noticed was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This is because we, when we want to take a decision, we always think about what other people would think about us for taking that decision. For me, for example, it was when I quit my job. When I did quit my job, I was always thinking, what will the people think about me? What, would, what will they say if they see me going from a high position at a company to a low position or no position at all? And it kept repeating in my head. I kept thinking about the expectations of others. But those expectations are actually expectations that I put on myself. Maybe other people around you don't even have them. So we need to learn how to live the life that we actually want without needing to listen or to, to fear what other people will think about it. Because they might not think anything. They might be proud of you. They might hate it. But at the end of it, does it actually change your life if you didn't meet the expectations of others? I don't think so. I truly don't think so anymore. What, hap- what matters for me is that I stay true to myself and that I do the things that I want to do. Whether or not others accept it, is their, it's their life and my life. They're two individual things. The second uh, regret that Brawny published in her book was... I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And this one shocked me because I didn't expect people to think that. I thought people would be proud of working so hard or working that much. But the second most common regret people had before they died was I wish I hadn't worked this much. Because when you work hard, you miss out on other things. You need to find the the balance between working hard and enjoying life at the same time. And most of the times, it's not, it's not actually easy to manage it. And it's not easy to get there. Because it is, we need to work hard in order to achieve our goals. Or maybe it's a goal-setting problem that we have and we should work on that. Because we take life for granted. And we, we think that we're here forever. We don't think about death. So we work ourselves to our limits. And we keep on working till we get our pension when we're 60, 65 or whatever. And then what? Who told you you're going to live until you're 60? So why are you killing yourself in your work and not enjoying it? If you want to work hard, work hard doing something that you actually enjoy, that gives you the sense of purpose and fulfillment within yourself. If you're just working to make money, that's not the right why that is driving you to work this much. Your why is something that you and only you can find out. It's not to fit in in society or to have a certain status or to achieve a certain position your why is deeper than that and once you find that you will never feel like you're working again because you'll only be doing what you love and then this might help you not regret working hard at something you don't like the third point was i wish i'd had the courage to express my feelings and this came mostly from men because we grow up 
not sharing our problems. It begins when we hide things from our parents, whether it's a secret relationship that you have or something bad you did that you don't tell your parents or a certain feeling you're having, but you don't want to be laughed at from your friends, for example. So when we keep those feelings inside of us, we never get to know how they actually feel because we never talk about it, we never share it. When you love someone and you don't tell them that you love them because you're scared of their reaction, what if their reaction was actually the positive one you want? Why don't you just try to express your feelings more frequently? Be an open book. At the end of the day, it's your feelings. And if others don't understand it, it's okay because it's what, you, what you're feeling and it's okay to let that out. It's okay to tell people you're happy, but it's not okay to tell people you're sad. Why? Why are we allowed to express our joy and our gratitude, but not allowed to express our negative, negative emotions and our anger and our depression. We need to be able to, to talk about our feelings freely. It's a very natural thing and everyone has them. Everyone has feelings and everyone has emotions. So let's learn to express ourselves better. Let's learn to share. It's not, it's not, nobody can hurt you once they know how you feel. If they want to hurt you, then you just cut them out of your life because that's not people you want around you. You need to surround yourself with people where you feel comfortable to express your feelings, your emotions. Uh, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling up, you need somebody you can share your whole life with. Number four was I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Along the way, people come and people go. Everyone that comes into your life is a visitor. Whether you keep them or you let them pass by, is your decision. You decide which visitors you want to keep with you. And sometimes, even if you decide that you want to keep a visitor, they might decide to leave. Because for them, you're also somebody who visited their life. So you cannot control who stays and who goes, but you can try your best to keep the ones you actually want to keep. You can try that by being there for them, by being honest with them. And staying in touch is not hard. It's never too late to pick up the phone and call an old friend that you hadn't talked to for years. You, you might not do it because you feel like it's weird. What if I call them and they're busy? What if I call them and they don't have time? Or whatever. Why are you having expectations again? Just call them. Just check up on them. I think they'll be very, very happy. And the last point, uh, that, the last regret that people shared with uh, Nurse Brawny was I wish I had let myself be happier. And this one hit hard because you allow yourself to be happy. And we, most of the times, only allow ourselves to feel joy once we achieve a certain thing. Because we live in a society that has this mixture of if I have that, then I can be this. If I'm driving this car, then I'll be driving it happily. If I have a Lamborghini, I'll be happy. If I have a mansion, I'll be happy. If I find true love, I'll be happy. What if you don't? Will you forever be unhappy? It's the goal-setting problem. We, should, we will be happy once we have a Lamborghini. We will be happy once we have the perfect relationship. But that's only if we're actually happy before we have that. If you're not happy now and I give you a Lamborghini, I promise you, you will not be happy. Maybe you will cry in your Lamborghini. But the happiness is something that happens within you. It has nothing to do with your extrinsic 
um, materialistic possessions or having somebody to rely on to make you happy. You make yourself happy and you allow yourself to be happy. If you're unhappy with yourself right now, do something that makes you happy. Do more of what makes you proud of yourself in order to feel happy, to feel this sense of fulfillment, of purpose. Allow yourself to be happy. We're all allowed to be happy. If other people are happy, I deserve to be happy too. And you do too. Now, after I shared the five points with you, I would like you to take a second again and rethink your deepest regrets. Are they actually your deepest regrets? Because I th my perspective changed after I read these five. My regrets were before that I didn't skydive when I had the opportunity to do so, or that I didn't take a certain risk that I should have. But I realized it's much more than that. And we are all mortal and we will all one day, our lives will end. So the regrets that sit deep with you are not the materialistic things or the things that happen outside. It's everything that happens within you. So rethink them. I'll give you a second and we'll be back to discuss this a bit more. So did, did your regrets change? Because mine did after I read this. I read it and... I'm sorry, it's the dog drinking water. Um, I read those uh, regrets and my regrets changed. My regrets were not skydiving, um, not having taken a certain risk because I was too afraid of the height. So they changed entirely. They became things that are actually within me I, and things that I can still work on. And then... I read a story that inspired me even more to deal with regrets and to learn from regrets. And it's a story written about In the Power of Regret by Daniel Pink. And he wrote about Alfred Nobel. Alfred Nobel is the founder and the creator and the inventor of uh, dynamite, which is this explosive that can damage cities, villages, and even kill people. So one day, Alfred Nobel woke up in 1888 and read about his own death in the newspaper. Now imagine that. Imagine you wake up and you see everyone writing about you that you're dead. I think it's shocking. Imagine. I cannot even imagine it. Okay. So what he read was something that changed his whole life the next eight years. He woke up and read that the merchant of death, Alfred Nobel, is dead. So they talked about him as the merchant of death, the person who is selling death by creating dynamite. And of course, the way it was written was not nice. And he could have just dwelled on this and regretted that he did that invention. But he decided to, to do something else. He decided to try to rectify his mistake, to change his life path, because it's not too late. So what he did was he gave 94% of his wealth to the invention or the foundation of the Nobel Prize, which now has brought us amazing inventions that benefited mankind in a way we cannot even imagine. So he tried to learn from that regret and make something better out of it. And I have a personal regret too, which I learned from as well. After my grandfather died, I realized that after he moved back to Syria for the last couple of years of his life, we weren't in contact. I wasn't keeping in touch. I wasn't trying my best. And when he died, it hit me. I was so sad because 
I felt like I wasn't there for him at the end. And the way I now learn from this mistake is that I keep in touch with my grandmother and with my loved ones, with my family members that are not living with me in the same city. So this is something that I learned from this regret. And I'm sure you had something similar too, from which you can learn the same thing. Don't dwell on the regret. It's gone. We cannot change the past. We can only influence what's going to come and try to make it better than the past experience. The moral of this whole story and um, whatever is that regret is necessary. We need to feel regret. Some things that we regret might be the thing that drives us into having a better life, into keeping better relationships. So it's not necessarily something that we should feel bad about forever. Because when you regret something, you feel bad about something, about a decision you took or a decision you didn't take. We don't need to let it hurt us forever. We need to try to learn from it as much as we can in order to move on forward and try to avoid this kind of situation again. So it is okay to live a life where we regret certain things. But don't let this regret go with you to your deathbed. Try to change it still within your lifetime. Because as I mentioned before, we're all mortal and we're all going to die. So before we die, we, we have one chance to make the best out of what we have right now. And we cannot keep looking in the back mirror while you're driving forward. And it's the same in life. You cannot keep looking back while you're walking. It doesn't work. You need to be able and be focused only on what you're doing right now in order to go into the future. Everything behind you is lessons that you've learned. Everything happened for a reason, for you to wake up and to know what you want to do differently. So regrets are not supposed to be our ending. They should be our beginning of a new chapter that drives us to a better future. So in, in conclusion, if you're trying to live with no regrets, that's also fine. But you might miss one or two or three regrets by telling yourself that you have none. I did this poll on Instagram yesterday asking if people had regrets. And it was a 50-50 uh, result. 50% said yes and 50% said no. If you're telling yourself you have no regrets, then you're saying that you've never made a mistake or that you've never taken a decision that you would have wanted to change. But it's good when you say you don't have regrets because that means if you go back, you would take every decision the same again. But ask yourself, would you really? Would you really take every decision again? For me, I would. Because every time I learned something from it. And you should too. Every time you take a decision, you took that decision for a reason. You don't take a decision just like this. When you enter a relationship, you enter it because you know that this is something you want right now. If it ends up being the shittiest relationship of your life and it ends up with this humongous fight and it breaks you into pieces, it's okay. Because two years or three years or a couple of months ago, when you decided to enter this relationship, you didn't know that this was going to come. You felt like this is something you really want and you really love. So you felt it. Every decision you take is something that most of the time you take from your gut feeling. And you take it for a reason that you might find out months or years later. So 
take every decision the same again. Even if you could go back in time, take it again because you wouldn't be who you are if you hadn't. And I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't. So to sum up the five regrets of peop- of the dying people, I will count them again just for you to think about it today and to reflect on your own regrets. If you want to write them down today, just to see what you can learn from each regret that you have. And if you think you have no regrets, try to think about decisions that you would have done differently. And this way you can also learn how to take the decisions in the future. Because if you never think about a decision or you say, I have no regrets, that means you're not looking back enough to see which decisions you would take differently today, which means that you learned exactly nothing from taking decisions, right? So take a decision, learn from it, and learn what kind of decision you should take in a similar situation again in the future. Whether this decision drove you to a bad place or not, doesn't matter, but we need to learn how to make decisions the way we want to actually make those decisions. So the five regrets were, number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a true life, true to myself, not the life others expected of me. The second point, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. The third point, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. The fourth one, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And the last point was, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. I really, really want you all to let yourself and allow yourself to feel happy, to feel proud of yourself, for listening to me, for listening to other podcasts, to reading, for doing more things that you know might help you, that you know that might influence something in your life. You're already taking action. Keep taking action because life is too short. We never know when it's going to end. It's just like an episode. It has highs and lows and we should enjoy everything. It's a whole journey of waves that take us and bring us back to shore and take us again. Just flow with life. Go on allowing yourself to be happy, to express your emotions, to say your feelings, to talk to your friends more often, and to remember that you need a balance between your work life and your own life. Thank you very much again. If you like this episode, like, share, and whatever people do on podcasts. Thank you. I love you, and I'm proud of you.